0: Welcome to Your Change, a broadcast aimed at revealing grace and empowering transformation. Through the revelation of God's undeserved, unearned, and unmerited favor, we are committed to helping you make better changes in life, for life. Now, I'm going to go straight into the ministration of the word this morning, and we are continuing with our series of, uh, of, of the voice of guidance We are continuing. Uh, We are not rushing. We are taking our time because the goal, it is not to cover information. My goal from this end, it is not to, to cover everything that I've prepared, but it is my heart to see your lives transformed and see you come to a place where you can learn to discern the voice of God by yourself and get your guidance from the Holy Spirit in everything that you do. So this series is uh, aimed for you. This series is focused on you. Yes, there are times where we're going to be talking about the voice of guidance at church level. But at this particular time, our focus is on you. Descending the voice of the Holy Spirit, especially in the times that we are in. At the beginning, I said, today is Pentecost Sunday. Today is Pentecost Sunday. So if you can hear me, I just want you to go ahead and type in the comment section and just say, Pentecost Sunday just go ahead and type in the comment section and just say Pentecost Sunday today is Pentecost Sunday and how amazing it is that uh, in this season we are talking about um the voice of the Holy Spirit and this season in that we are also talking about uh the season of his manifestation that is our concentration in this season the manifestation of his presence in our lives and we're coming today to the voice of guidance especially on this pentecost sunday so i want to talk about how also to descend the voice of god through the pentecost descending the voice of god through the pentecost in other words we want to look at the the pentecost and then we look at descending the voice of the Holy Spirit within the context of Pentecost. Yes, thank you so much to those who are typing in the comment section. Uh, yes, thank you so much, uh, Samantha Muru. I can see Sh- Shai there. Uh, thank you so much for typing, yeah, Minister Winnie. Yes, we can see you. Yes, Zim Child. Thank you so much for coming to church today. This is awesome. This is awesome. Yes, I can say. Uh, I can see uh, Mrs. Uh, there. Thank you so much for taking your time to just to join us on this Sunday, on this Pentecost Sunday. And everyone that I did not mention their names, may God continue to bless you as we go about our service today. Now, coming back to the Old Testament, now I want you to listen very carefully. If you've got your pen and your paper, I want you to sit down and uh, take some notes as I'm going to be breaking the word to you this morning in Jesus' mighty name. When we come to the Old Testament, uh, especially in the book of Exodus, we see God uh, calling a man called Moses and he chooses the man called Moses and he begins to speak to him and, uh, and appointing him and anointing him to become the deliverer of the children of Israel, for him to become the deliverer of uh, the children of, uh, of Israel. I, I know some other people are wondering, is this life? Yes, I am I am live, I am live here. Let's go back to the scripture. It's it's exciting. I want to interact with you. I want to engage with you this morning. So we see God choosing, appointing and anointing a man called Moses to go and become the deliverer of the children of Israel. So when we come to the book of Exodus, one of the most common uh, stories that we hear, it is how Moses uh, helped to deliver the children of Israel from the hands of the Egyptians, from the hands of the Egyptians. Now, when God began to uh, orchestrate this plan of delivering the children of Israel from the hands of the Egyptians, there is a time when God, in Exodus chapter number 12, where God calls Moses and begins to give him instructions about how this deliverance was going to take place. So the deliverance of the children of Israel is marked by the Feast of Passover. The deliverance of the children of Israel is marked number one by the feast of the Passover or the festival of Passover, which we find in the book of uh, Exodus chapter number 12. But what I like about the Passover is that when you go in Exodus chapter number 12, the scripture says, or God says to Moses, the month in which you're going to observe the Passover, it shall be the beginning of your journey with me. In other words, God is setting a new page. God is opening a new page for the children of Israel, but uh, the new journey or the new life for Israel it it is marked by this uh, event that is called the Passover. So the Passover was marking the beginning of Israel's journey with God. Now they are they are so pro, so there is a profound connotation to that passover and i'm sure i've been teaching about the passover especially during the time of the easter which is the passover uh, how the passover marks the beginning even of us as christians it marks the beginning of our journey with our lord jesus christ so whatever we are seeing in israel there are some spiritual connotations to them when it comes to us as the new testament uh, as the new testament believers Uh, So as the Passover marks the beginning, the Passover, it was just the beginning. But from Passover, God, God went on to explain to Moses that from Passover, I want you to count 50 days. I want you to count 50 days from Passover. Now, the 50th day will take you to another feast, which is called the Pentecost. So when you count 50 days, from the Passover, the 50th day will take you to this feast or a festival, which is called the Pentecost. And I want you to go ahead and type in the comment section and say, the Feast of Passover or the Festival of Pentecost. Sorry, the Feast of Pentecost or the Festival of Pentecost. So 50 days from Passover will take you to the Feast of Pentecost. Now, literally, Pentecost, it simply means 50. Pentecost, it simply means 50. But now when you come back to the Old Testament, when you come to the Passover in Exodus chapter number 12, if you count 50 days from the Passover, we find Israel on Mount Sinai. We see Israel on Mount Sinai. Now remember 50, it means Pentecost. So when children of Israel, when the children of Israel came to Mount Sinai on the fiftieth day, we see the first or the the first observance of the feast of uh, the Pentecost. Fiftieth day, we see Israel on Mount Sinai, and while they're there, we see them observing, or we see God uh, bringing to them the first vision of the Pentecost. Now there's so many things that we can talk about when it comes to the Pentecost. There are a number of things that we can talk about. When Moses went on the mountain, uh, there was a cloud of glory where they experienced the presence of God. There was thunder. There was earthquake. A lot of things, a lot of miraculous things were happening uh, on the day of Pentecost. But where I want to draw your attention to is that the Pentecost is also associated with the writing of the laws. The Pentecost is also associated with the writing of the law because this is the time when moses was caught on mount sinai now as moses went up the mountain as moses were entered into the glory by going up the mount sinai moses then was given the laws by god god went on to write the laws on two tablets and he gave the laws to moses for the children of israel so when we talk of the Pentecost, which is what I want to draw your attention to, Pentecost is all about the writing of God's law. is about the giving of the laws to the children of Israel. And I don't want you to miss that because that is going to help you to understand everything that I'm going to be explaining. The writing of the law is connected to the Pentecost. is connected to the Pentecost. Now, first trick, everything, to the new testament now the new testament is a result of the promises of god that are coming from the old testament the new testament is uh is a, is is the fulfillment of the promises of god so in the very same way that we saw the pentecost in the old testament we also see the pentecost the New Testament we also see the Pentecost in the New Testament now when you come to the New Testament in the book of Acts chapter number 2 I want you to get your Bible this morning I want you to get your Bible because we're going to be opening a number of scriptures uh, this morning when you come to the New Testament especially when you come to Acts chapter number 2 verse number 17 Acts chapter number 2, verse number 17. Uh, The whole chapter number 2, it speaks of the New Testament Pentecost. When the day of Pentecost had fully come, then the writer begins to explain a number of things that began to happen. But then when you come to Acts chapter number 2, verse number 17, we see Peter in the fifth sermon of the church. In verse number 17, he brings this powerful statement that indicates the fulfillment of what was prophesied by Joel in Joel chapter number 2, verse number 28. And Peter goes on and writes and he says, And it shall come to pass afterward, in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. It shall come to pass afterward in the last days, says God, that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters, they shall prophesy. And I want you to pay attention on the words that I've highlighted in yellow. Uh, Your sons and your daughters, they shall prophesy. Number one. Number two, your young men shall see visions. That's number two. And number three, your old men, they shall dream dreams. And I want you to follow it in that order. It shall come to pass. It shall come to pass after. It shall come to pass afterward what? In the last days. Says God that I shall pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters. They shall prophesy. Your, your young men shall see visions. And your old men. They shall dream dreams. Now listen to me. Here's what I want you to get. Here's what I want you to get at all costs the outpouring of the spirit the outpouring of the spirit is evidenced by visions by prophecy and by dreams and i want you to get this correctly the outpouring of the spirit according to the scripture that we have read according to the book of Acts, chapter number 2 verse number 28 the outpouring of the spirit is evidenced by number one prophecy. Is evidence number one, number two by dreams, and is evidence number three by visions. Uh, that's 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 according to Joel. But when you come to the New Testament, the book of Acts, I like it. He cha- changes the order. The outpouring of the Spirit is evidence number one by prophecy, evidence number two by visions, and evidence number three by dreams. And I want you to go ahead and say this to someone you're sitting with in the room, or if you're by yourself or with somebody, go ahead and type in the comment section that the outpouring of the Spirit is evidenced by prophecy, is evidenced by visions and by dreams. The outpouring of the Spirit is evidenced by, number one, uh, prophecy, by visions, and also by dreams. Why am I bringing this to you? Remember, we are talking about the voice of guidance. The voice of guidance, how to discern, How to discern the voice of the Holy Spirit. Now, we spoke about how the Holy Spirit leads us through the inward witness. Remember the past series, the past sessions. We spoke about how the Holy Spirit leads us through the inward witness, where He gives you a knowing that is beyond any shadow of death. And number two, we spoke about how the Holy Spirit leads us through the inward voice through the inward voice, and we discovered that the inward voice is the voice of your human spirit. The inward voice, it is the voice of your born-again spirit. Your born again spirit has a voice, and that voice is what we call it was what is called conscience, or that in that still small voice that continually speaks into your life. And number three, uh, we spoke about uh, how the Holy Spirit leads us through His voice, which is the voice of the Holy Spirit, the voice of the Holy Spirit, the voice of the Holy Spirit. Now, when we look at the Holy Spirit. When you come now to the New Testament, at Pentecost, we see the Holy Spirit now being given to the believers, being given or being poured out upon the believers. And Joel chapter number 2, verse 28, and Acts chapter number 2, verse number 17, they reveal to us the other ways that the Holy Spirit... The other ways that the Holy Spirit guides us or provides the voice of guidance. And number one, the Holy Spirit will guide us through prophecy. Number two, the Holy Spirit will guide us through visions. And number three, the Holy Spirit will guide us through dreams. Now, these are other ways that the Holy Spirit will guide us. So it is important for you as a believer to be able to discern the voice of God in prophecy. It is important for you to grow in discerning the voice of God in visions. It is important for you to be able to discern the voice of God in dreams. very, very, very important because this is a how we grow. This is how we grow. This is how we develop in following the voice of of guidance the following the voice of guidance so today i want to zero in so much on the prophecy and then next week we talk about dreams and visions today let's talk about let's talk about prophecy what is prophecy what is prophecy or what is prophesying what is prophecy or what is prophesying now to prophesy or when one is giving a prophecy it simply means that they are speaking out of inspiration To prophesy, it means to speak out of inspiration. And I'm going to, I want you to get that. To prophesy, it means to speak out of inspiration. Now remember that the one who inspires is the Holy Spirit. So when someone comes to you and they are prophesying, they are talking out of inspiration, They are talking as they are being led by the Holy Spirit. The one who gives inspiration is the Holy Spirit. Remember, one of the scriptures we spoke about last week, according to Timothy, I think it's chapter number 3, verse number 16. It says, for all scripture is inspired by the Holy Spirit, or is God bred, and it is profitable for a number of things, for correction, uh, for teaching, for rebuke, and for teaching you in righteousness. So the one who inspires us is the Holy Spirit. Inspiration comes from the Holy Spirit. So when someone comes to you and they are prophesying, they are speaking out of inspiration. They are speaking out of inspiration. Now, prophecy is valid. Prophecy is valid to the New Testament church. Prophecy is valid to the New Testament church. It might sound so basic and so simple, But listen to me, there are other other doctrines that say prophecy, dreams, and visions, they ended with the early church. They ended with the apostles. But listen to me, prophecy exists in the New Testament church. Prophecy exists in the New Testament church. That is why in the New Testament church, God has given some to be uh, apostles. He has given some to be uh, prophets. He has given some to be evangelists. He has given some to be pastors or shepherds and he has given some to be teachers of the word so prophecy is valid in the new testament prophecy is valid in the new testament so prophecy is expected in the church of god but listen to me there are two different forms of prophecy there are two different forms of prophecy number one under prophecy, there is the first form is called forth-telling, F-O-R-T-H, forth-telling. That is the first form of prophecy, forth-telling. By forth-telling, you, you are not predicting the future, but you are declaring the word and the mind of God in the present. So in other words, forth-telling is in the realm of declaration. I want you to go ahead and type that in the comment section or say to somebody we're sitting next to you that prophecy uh that is forth telling that is forth telling is in the realm of declaration is in the realm of declaration so when you are when one is forth telling they can use the past to confirm the present they can use the past to confirm the present for example When Peter stood up to preach the word on the day of Pentecost in Acts chapter number two, what Peter was doing, he was forth telling, in in other words, he was declaring the word and the mind of God in the now, in the present. He was declaring the word of God in the present. So he was taking the past in order to confirm the present. How did he do that? He quoted uh, Joel chapter number two. He went on to take Joel chapter number 2 verse number 28 which says, And it shall come to pass afterward that I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters, they shall prophesy. Your old men, they shall dream dreams. And uh, your young men, they shall, see, they shall see visions. What Peter was doing is that Peter was forth telling. In other words, he was prophesying. So forth telling is in the realm of declaration. Foretelling is in the realm of declaration. But the second form of prophecy is what is called foretelling. The second form of prophecy is what is called foretelling. Now, in foretelling, you are predicting, you are predicting the future. So in other words, foretelling is in the realm of prediction. Go ahead and type that in the comment section. Foretelling is in the realm of prediction. Don't confuse the two. Foretelling is in the realm of declaration. In other words, proclaiming or proclamation. But foretelling is in the realm of prediction. So in foretelling, one can use the past and the present to confirm the future. Or to speak about the future. Let me repeat that. In foretelling... One uses the past and the present to confirm the future. That is foretelling. That is foretelling. But when you're dealing with prophecy, in terms of descending the voice of guidance or descending the voice of the voice of the Holy Spirit that is coming through prophecy, now it is important for you to understand that it is very. Very, very important for you to understand that prophecy in this context is external. In other words, God is using other people to come and speak into your life. God is using other people to come and speak into your life. That is why it is important to go back to the first teachings that I did, where you've got to grasp the concept that as a born-again child of God, when your spirit has been regenerated, when you are born again, your spirit is made alive. In other words, you become sensitive to the speaking of the Holy Spirit in your life. So primarily, the Holy Spirit will lead you from inside. I want you to get that right. Primarily, the Holy Spirit will lead you from the inside. So when you come to prophecy, To you as an individual. I'm not talking about prophecy to the church. But when prophecy comes to you as a New Testament believer. Prophecy should come to confirm what the Holy Spirit is already communicating to you in your spirit man. I want to slow down this morning and bring this word. For a born again child of God. If you are growing in your spiritual walk. The Holy Spirit will speak to your human spirit, to your born-again spirit. So which means every other voice that is going to come that is external, that voice must come to confirm what the Holy Spirit has already spoken to you. Has already spoken to you. Remember we said prof- to prophesy, it means to speak out of inspiration. It means to speak out of uh, out of inspiration now it becomes very 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 important then for you as a new testament believer that when it comes to discerning the voice of the holy spirit that is coming through prophecy you must be able to know whether the prophecy is from god or from the devil now how then do you do that this is where i want to concentrate on over the next few minutes according to the new testament prophecy remember I said it must come to confirm it must come to confirm but you must be able to test and see where the prophecy is coming from God first John chapter number four. First John chapter number four verse number one let's go to that portion of the scripture I'm going to give you uh, a, a, a number of ways that you can test a series of ways that you can test prophecy so that you are not tricked so that you are not deceived so that you are not led astray it is very important for you to know that so i want to talk about testing all spirits First, john 4 verse number one says beloved do not believe every spirit i want you to pause there do not believe every spirit now every born again child of god who is growing in their spiritual walk we will not believe everything that comes their way do not believe every spirit but test the spirits at the virgin they say test all spirits whether that they are of god so that alone it tells you that they are other spirits that are not from god so it's not everything that is spiritual that is from god i think that's powerful it's not everything that is spiritual that is from God. Can I repeat that? It's not everything that is spiritual that is from God. That's why that is why, the, that is why uh, John is writing and he says beloved do not believe every spirit but test all spirits whether they are from God because many false prophets, prophets prophesy because many prophets have gone out into the world. So, they will come and they will they will want to predict your future. They will come and they will want to predict your future. But listen to me. Before you go ahead and say, Amen, Papa, go deeper. You must test all spirits. Otherwise, you will be a bit deceived. I will repeat that. I said before... You say amen and go deeper, prophesy men of God. Before you do that, test all spirits. Because not all spirits are from God. It's not every prophecy that comes from God. Believers, do not believe all spirits. I am very passionate about this. Because I, I don't want you to be led astray in these last days. I don't want you to be deceived, especially in these last days. Beloved, do not believe every spirit, but test spirits. How then do you test all spirits? It is part of discerning the voice of guidance. It is part of discerning the voice of guidance. Test all spirits whether they are from God. Why? Because there are many prophecies that are coming through prophets who have gone out into the world. There are many false prophets that are prophesying. And these prophets, they have not just gone, but they are in our world. They are also living in our world. Now this does not mean that all prophets are false prophets. The the, the importance of testing all spirits is so that you can know the right spirit and the wrong spirit. So discerning becomes very important. So I want to give you a series of ways of different ways that you can test our spirit. So number one number one the test of doctrine you need to you need to you need to uh, to practice this one in order for you to discern the the voice of prophecy because remember the Holy Spirit in the New Testament he guides us also through prophecy, through visions, And through dreams, and today I'm talking about prophecy. How then do you test the voice of guidance that is coming through prophecy? Number one, you need to subject that prophecy to the test of doctrine. Go ahead and type in the comment section and say test of doctrine. Thank you so much to those who are typing in the comment section. I want to interact with you this morning. Number one is the text of doctrine First Timothy, chapter number four, verse number one. First Timothy. Chapter number 4, verse number 1. He writes, this is uh, the writer was writing and he says, Now, the Holy Spirit tells us clearly that in the last days, you and I were living in the last days, that in the last days, some will turn away from the true faith. They will follow deceptive spirits and teachings that comes from demons. In the last days, some are going to what? going to depart from the true faith so that means there is fake faith and what's going to happen they will follow deceptive spirits and teachings that comes from demons these are things that are happening in the last day so it is important for you to learn how to discern the voice of guidance that is going to come through prophecy so number one you need to take that prophecy and put it in the test of doctrine. Does it align with the written word of God? You're going to realize that as we talk about discerning the voice of guidance, you're going to you're going to realize that the common thing that I'm going to continue to come back to it is the written word. Is the written word of God? Is the written word of God? When it comes to discerning the voice of God, your starting point must be the written word of God your starting point must be obeying the written word of god so how do you know a false prophecy from a uh, from a truth one how do you distinguish how do you separate a, a false from a, a true prophecy from a false prophecy it is number one you need to subject that prophecy to the test of doctrine that's number one number one does it align to the written word of god Is it in alignment with the written word of God? Is there a harmony with the written word of God? Is the prophecy violating the written word of God? That is very important. But listen to me. How then can you test how can you do the taste of doctrine if you do not know the Word? If you do not read the Word? If you do not study the Word? If you are not hearing the Word of God? If you are not meditating upon the Word? If you are not committing the Word of God to your mind, memorization? It is important for a believer that you get to know your book. Get to know your book. Get to know the Word of God. Get to know the written Word of God because the first test that you need to carry it is the test of doctrine and I can guarantee you many prophecies will fail this test because they do not align with the written Word of God any prophecy whether it's forth telling or it's foretelling whether it's, it's it's declaring the mind the perceived mind and the will of God or it's predicting the future you it must it be in a harmony with the written word of god there must be a harmony that must synchronize nicely with the written word of god so number one when it comes to descending the voice of god through prophecy subject that test that prophecy to the test of doctrine so that's number one very important number two is the test of confirmation number two is the test of confirmation go ahead and type in the comment section and say the test of confirmation very very important the test of confirmation and i'm going to use the popular scripture that we have been using romans chapter number 8 verse number 16 romans 8 verse 16 the test of confirmation for the spirit for his spirit joins with our spirits To affirm that we are God's children. I think the most common translation it says. For the spirit testifies. Or witnesses with my spirit. That we are children of God. There must be a witnessing. A confirmation. That happens. With your born again spirit. With your born again spirit. So in other words. When a prophecy comes. The inward witness. Should confirm it. There must be a confirmation from the inward witness, which was number one. There must be a confirmation with the inward witness that knowing that is beyond a shadow of doubt. I've been in other places where some people come and then they try to prophesy to me. Instantly, the inward spirit, my spirit man goes ahead and and says, no, 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 something is not right here. Something is not right here. The moment that happens, you need to slow down and pay attention. You do not you do not disrespect the one who is giving the prophecy, but you have the rights. You have got the you've got the permission of the scripture to test all spirits. Now listen to me, and I'm going to expound that as we go to other kinds of tests. It is not sin to test the prophet. It is not sinful to test the prophecy bearer. The scripture says, "Test all spirits." So I'm saying to you, number two, the test of confirmation. The test of confirmation. You need to check whether there is a confirmation from your born-again spirit. What is happening on the inside of you? Is there an agreement? Is there a harmony? Do, can you feel at peace? Is there joy? Is the prophecy is being given? what is being said is is that in alignment is there an agreement with that with what the holy spirit has already been communicating to you there must be a confirmation the confirmation is very important and i'm going to move a little bit faster number 3 the test of faith towards god the test of faith towards god deuteronomy chapter number 13 Verse number 1 to 3. Go ahead and type in the comment section and say number 3, the test of faith towards God. <laughs> the test of faith towards God. Deuteronomy chapter number 13, verse number 1 to 3. Moses writes and says, Suppose there are prophets among you, or those who dream dreams, the future about the future, and they promise you signs or miracles. And the predicted signs or miracles, they do okay. Now they come in, they prophesy, and what they have prophesied, it has come to pass. It it has happened. But listen to me. If they then say, come, let us worship other gods, gods you have not known before, do not listen to them. So the fact that the prophecy has come and that the prophecy is true, you should not end there the word of god says watch what they are going to be asking you to do afterwards check what the demands that they are going to place on you afterwards now if the demands are not moving you in the direction of god if the demands or the requirements are not pushing you towards god then the word of god says do not listen to them You are allowed to reject that prophecy. Oh my goodness. Praise be to God. So if someone comes to you, they prophesy, and what they have predicted does okay. But then they go on to ask you to do things that violate the word of God, that move you away from God. The scripture says, do not listen to them. It's the test of faith towards God. Is the prophecy moving me towards God or is moving me away from God? Very, very important. I've seen people whom have been prophesied and the prophecy was true. But then later on, the demands from the prophet, the demands from the man of God, the demands from the woman of God, The demands from the prophecy bearer Are now beginning to move people Away from the God Whom they have already known In other words They begin to move you Away from the God Who is revealed in the scriptures The scripture says Do not listen to them It is the test of faith towards God And we are seeing this Especially in these last days Why is that important? Because Even false prophets Can predict things False prophets can perform even miracles. It's simple. It's there in the scripture. Do you remember the time of Moses? When God asked him to take his rod and throw it on the floor, on the ground. He turned his neck. He, God was going to use that miracle to communicate to Pharaoh. But do you remember when Moses went before Pharaoh and he threw his stick on the floor? And it turned his snake. What did Pharaoh's magicians and... Uh, And sorcerers did do they went also went on to produce snacks in other words they can also duplicate the miracles and the signs so for you as a believer do not end by just being satisfied by what you are seeing with your eyes pay attention to what they are going to be asking you to do afterward. is it bringing you towards god or is it taking you away from god so that's test number three Let's go to test number four. It is the test of character. It is the test of character. How do I discern the voice of guidance through prophecy? When someone comes to me and they are predicting the future, they're telling me about my tomorrow. They're telling me about the things that are going to happen. Listen to me. Listen to the the prophecy. But the scripture says, test all spirits. So number four, subject the prophecy and the prophet bearer. To the test of character or of fruit, Matthew 7, verse number 15 to 16. Matthew chapter number 7, verse number 15 to 16. The scripture says, Beware of false prophets who come distinguished as a harmless sheep, but they are really vicious wolves. You can identify them by their fruit. Very important. You can identify them by what? By their fruit. That is, by the way that they act. In other words, their lifestyle. Look, check their lifestyle. Don't just accept the prophecy. Also look at the prophecy bearer. Because you shall know them by their fruit. That is, by the way that they live. By the way that they act. The scripture says, can you pick grapes from thorn bushes? Or a figs from thistles? So subject the prophecy and the prophet or the prophet bearer, subject them to the test of character, subject them to the test of character. Their lifestyle is it in harmony with the written word of God. The way that they conduct themselves on pulpit or off pulpit, check their character, check how they conduct themselves, check how they act, lest you become deceived. Lest you de- get deceived, especially in these last days. So, subject the prophecy and the prophecy bearer to the test of character. To the test of character. I've seen so many prophets, and I'm sure we can all agree. There are so many prophets nowadays, and it's easy to access them. You can go on social media, you can go on YouTube, you can go on Facebook. Anyway, where you want to go, you can see them. But when you look at their character, When you look at how they conduct themselves in this world, when you look at how they conduct themselves on Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, you can tell that these are vicious wolves wolves that are coming to you disguised as harmless sheep but are really vicious wolves. So subject everything to the test of character. Subject everything To the test of character. And I'll close with this last one. Test number five. Test of control. The test of control. And I'll probably give you one bonus one. Test of control. Subject the prophecy and the prophecy bearer to the test of control. Are they trying to manipulate you? Are they trying to control you? Are they trying to get things out of you are they trying to use prophecy in order to to steal things from you are they using prophecy in order to deceive you subject everything to the test of control. Are they coming to try and control you? Listen to me. When you check all prophets and all prophecy in the scripture, at no time, at no point in the scripture, will you ever find your prophecy trying to persuade people to follow the voice of God. At no point, in a, in a way that is so controlling, we qualify that, in a way that is so controlling, in a way that is so manipulative, like what we are seeing in these last days. It is very, very important. Check. Check through the test of control. Are they trying to control your mind? Are they trying to control your life? Are they trying to control your future? Are they trying to control your finances? Are they trying to control your, 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 your gifts? Are they trying to control your, your talents? Subject the prophecy and the prophecy bearer. To the test of control. Very, very important. This is how you can discern the voice of guidance. This is how you can also discern the voice of guidance. Are they trying to control you? I've seen people that have subjected themselves to prophecy, but they did not check the prophecy bearer. Because what happens, especially in these last days? is that someone can come to you and they prophesy. And what they prophesy today is right. But it can be used as a hook to deceive you. Now, the things that begin to happen after the prophecy, some of them, they're so concerning. They are very, very, very worrying. But I'm saying to you as a child of God, in this season that we are in, it is important for you to discern the voice of the Holy Spirit. There are so many different kinds of spirits that are out there in the world. But it is important for you to know when the Holy Spirit is speaking into your life. So let's just recap everything that I've said today. Number one, subject everything uh, to the test. Number one, the test of doctrine. That is primary. Subject everything to the test of doctrine. That is number one and very important. Number two. Subject everything to the test of confirmation. The prophecy that is being given. Can you agree? Is your spirit in agreement? Your born again spirit. Is is your born again spirit in agreement with the prophecy? Number three. The test of faith towards God. Is the prophecy leading you to God? Or is leading you away from God? Very, very, very important. And test number four. The test of character. You shall know them by their character. You shall know them by their fruit. Number five. Glory be to God. Number five. The test of control. Are they being manipulative? (laughs) I've seen people lose money through prophecy. Because the prophecy was manipulative. I've seen people lose their properties. When I say property, I mean property. The people have lost their houses because the prophecy was controlling. The prophet was controlling. And I'm saying to you, as a born-again child of God who's growing in their faith, developing your spiritual walk, you're spending time in the Word. You're exposing yourself to Christ-centered messages. You, You are committing yourself to the studying of the Word of God you are meditating upon the scripture and you're committing the word of god to your mind you don't allow yourself to be deceived especially in these last days don't be deceived don't be fooled be able to discern the key scripture there that i want you to get at all cost without any fear without any hesitation 1 john 4 verse number 1 beloved do not believe every spirit Don't just jump in and say amen to everything that you hear. Don't just jump in and say go deeper to everything that you hear. Don't just go ahead and say prophesy, prophesy to me. You need to test all spirits. Do not believe every spirit, but test the spirits. How do you test the spirit? You use the written word of God. Subject the prophecy to the the test of doctrine. Very, very important test all spirits whether they are of god because many false prophets have gone out into the world so pastor why are you sharing about this remember i said we're in the season of pentecost Today is pentecost sunday and on pentecost god was writing the laws on the tablets of stones but when you come to the new testament i think there's a portion of the scripture I didn't manage to bring it, but I think it's in the book of Hebrews. It says, then I will write my laws no longer on the tablets of stone, but on the tablets of their hearts and on the tablets of their mind, according to the new covenant. In the new covenant, God is writing his laws that guides us, that leads us. He's writing them on the tablets of our hearts and on the tablets of our mind. So it becomes very important in these last days, That you pay attention to the voice that you are following. Pay attention to the voice that you are following. Don't follow the wrong voice. Subject everything to test. So that you are able to discern the voice of the Holy Spirit. Especially in the season that we are in. Church of God. We are living in very dangerous times. We are living in what the scriptures call perilous times. Times that are difficult to handle. These are the times that we're living in. Times that are difficult to handle. Perilous times. Times that are complicated to handle. But here is the good news. You and I, we've got the blessing of the Holy Spirit. We have the advantage of the Holy Spirit in our lives. So go ahead and pay attention to prophecy. Prophecy is valid in the New Testament. That is why Acts 2 verse 17 that we read it says, For afterward in the last days I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh. Your sons and your daughters, they shall prophesy. So the Holy Spirit does also guide us through prophecy. But you must be able to distinguish, you must be able to examine whether that prophecy is of God or is of the devil. Very, very, very important. I pray that today's teaching, is empowering to you and I pray that today's teaching will continue to edify you will continue to grow you will continue to to uplift your life make you stronger in your faith and especially in your walk with God so every time there's a prophecy that comes to you go ahead and put it to test the test of doctrine the test of confirmation is it in agreement with your born-again spirit Subject the prophecy and the prophecy bearer to the test of character the fruit. You shall know them by their fruits. That is by the way that they conduct themselves. By how they act. Subject the prophecy to the test of control. And I wanted to give you the last one. which is a bonus. Subject the prophecy to the test of common sense. <laughs> yeah, to the test. Uh, let me put it this way. Sub- go ahead and subject the prophecy to the test of Uh, common sense your sanctified common sense you know you know sometimes when we go in the church it's like we 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 become other people it's like we we stop thinking you know some things they just need common sense you can tell that someone is playing tricks here sometimes it's just common sense. you you don't need to go in the prayer room to say is this right sometimes you just need to use your sanctified common sense Yes, go ahead and type in the comment section and say use your sanctified common sense. Some things are just so obvious. Some things are just so, so obvious. You, you cannot allow yourself to be deceived. I remember one time I wrote a, te- a, co- a quote and I, and, I, and I posted on social media and I said, when you go to church, do not leave your brains at home. Take your bla- your brains with you. Take your mind with you when you go to church. Worship God with your spirit. And also worship God with your mind. Think and reason. Don't close your eyes. Don't be deceived in these last days. Use your sanctified common sense at some point. In Jesus' precious mighty name. Glory be to God. And I pray that this session was of empowering to you. It is my prayer that in these last days, you do not get deceived. It is my prayer that in these last days, you are able to also distinguish the false prophecy from the right prophecy why is that important because even false prophecy pro- prophets are coming to prophesy lies so that they can deceive you so that can deceive you they'll always provide a counterfeit they'll always provide something that is not genuine something that is fake in order to deceive you but listen to me in these last days the holy spirit is also leading us through prophecy, through visions and dreams. And next week, we want to talk about visions and dreams. Next week, we want to talk about visions and dreams. May God bless you. May God keep you. May God cover you. Can I pray for you as we come to the almost the closure of our service before we go to the next segment of our service? Father, I want to thank you today for this time in your word. I thank you, Lord, for your living word. I thank you for your living word this morning. And this is our prayer, O God, that in these last days, where you are pouring your Spirit upon us, where the outpouring of the Spirit is evidenced by prophecy, by visions, and by 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 dreams, Lord, help us. Help us to discern your voice. Help us to discern your voice through prophecy. Help us to discern your voice in prophecy. I pray today, O God, help us, O God, to check everything. Help us to check everything, uh, whether it's in alignment, whether it's in agreement, it's in harmony with your written word. Father, we commit our lives. We commit our lives into your hands. We commit our families into your hands. Lord, protect us from deception in these last days. Any form and any kind of deception that comes through prophecy, help us, O God. Shield us and protect us this is our prayer today in the mighty name of jesus christ grow us oh god develop us in descending your voice especially in these last days we give you all the glory we give you all the praise i pray for your church this morning i pray oh god for the leadership of the church this morning i pray oh god for our young ones and our elderly lord protect them and guide them oh god continue to order their steps oh god in your word we thank you today oh god as you are developing us in our spiritual work as you are as you are make as you are enabling us to have our roots in christ we thank you today in the mighty name that is above all names that precious name of jesus christ may the grace of our lord jesus christ the love of god and the sweet fellowship of the holy spirit be with you now Thank you for tuning in to Your Change, a broadcast aimed at revealing grace and empowering transformation. To interact with us, please visit our website at afmimmiltonkeems.org or follow us at Ebenezer Fellowship AFMIM on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. You can also interact with Pastor Dana on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. For easy access, the links are in the description.